welcome to Confidence Rockstar Podcast, a place where you will find inspiration, motivation, and let's say, kick in the bottom to take action and create the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Alex Grzybek, and I'll help you quiet that little voice inside your head saying, you can't do this. So you have the courage to go for what you've always wanted on your terms. Every week, I'll bring you some confidence golden nuggets, present an awesome interview in order to empower you to step up your game. It's time to choose happy and shine. It's time to become a confidence rockstar. Let's dive deep. Coming up in this episode... Every time when you look at your CV, whatever you are going to write in there, whatever you are going to put in there, just look at it from the employer's point of view. Hi everyone, it's Alex here and welcome to our next episode of Confidence Rockstar podcast. In this episode, I will tell you all about how to write an outstanding CV so you grab the attention of potential employer or recruiter. I cannot stress this enough how important your CV is. CV is the first impression that actually the potential employer will have about you because they don't know anything different about you at that stage. This is your kind of business card, but this is your entry ticket also to the company. And that determines whether you are going to be invited for a job interview or not. It's really that crucial. So if you would like to get the invitation for a job interview and then smash it, of course, first, what you need to focus on is your CV. And today I will walk you through different sections of your CV that are important yet very often neglected by candidates and there are many sections missing, which is not good. Your CV is your professional document and it has to be done properly. It doesn't matter which language you prepare your CV in, whether it's English, Polish, Spanish or French. It has to be professional. It has to be high level. It has to be focused on your skills, competences and most importantly, keywords that the potential employer, recruiter or headhunter will be interested to see. So, Let's dive in and let me go through your CV. So the first thing on your CV, it has to be your personal details. So basically, what do you need to put in there? So your name, your last name, your contact details. I mean, your mobile phone, your email address, and what's really important, your LinkedIn profile. Your LinkedIn profile is very, very valid right now. Most recruiters, well, I would say like 99% of them, they check your profile on the LinkedIn. So put it 
in your CV. Many people don't do that. So be outstanding already and put your LinkedIn profile in your contact details section. Now, there is no need to put your address. There is no need to put your date of birth over there. You can if you want it. But according to like data protection and according to whether you would like to be discriminated or not um, when it comes to your age, you don't need to do that. I'm not saying that this is um, illegal, like, you know, to put it there. But, uh, you know, of course it is legal. And, you know, I'm not saying that the potential employer will disqualify your first stage when they see your date of birth, but you never know. Yes, you cannot sue anybody for not inviting you for the interview because they maybe looked at your age and they decided not to do so. We don't know that. So if you feel hesitant about it, there is no need for you to write it down. You can also just, when it comes to your address, you only put like your city or you can just leave it blank. The most important, your name, your surname or your last name, your phone number, your email address and your LinkedIn profile. Okay. Next thing in your personal details is the picture. Well, there are different schools, whether to include picture or not to include picture. Me personally, I would go with the picture. Because it kind of shows how you look like pretty much, yes? So basically, the potential employer can have an idea how you look like and um, whether you are a likable person or not, whether you may fit the company's culture or not. Well, I know that there are like very a lot of assumptions here. However, good picture can really attract a potential uh, employer to you. So what do I mean by good picture? Well, first of all, it has to be professional picture. You cannot put a picture from your holidays in your bikini or from the party or that you are cutting out somebody who was standing next to you, your husband, your dog or your uh, daughter, and then half of your face is not on this picture. No, do not do that. Your picture has to be professional. The best will be actually to have like, you know, your face and maybe like your shoulders doesn't need to be your whole body over there. And I actually discourage that. It has to be you, your head. Best to keep the eye contact with people. Yes. So you are facing um, the, the camera. So not looking behind, not kind of, you know, looking around, nothing like that. No, look straight into the camera. You have no hat, no sunglasses, no other kind of, you know, drinks, uh, cigarettes in your mouth. No. I know that it may sound pretty obvious, but I can guarantee you that people put all sorts of pictures. So make sure that your picture is professional. So that was our section, personal details, contact details and picture. Now, the second thing is professional summary or personal profile, however they call it. And this is something that is very, very important, yet many people don't do it. This professional summary section, this is like, you know, few sentences summarizing, as the name suggests, who you are and what you do. So over here, this is the first thing that the potential employer will look at because it summarizes in few sentences who you are and what you stand for and what you can bring to the company, whether it is worth reading the rest of your CV or not. 
So make sure that you spend some time on this section. Many people ask me like what to write in this section. So let me give you some hints in here. So first of all, just write down your work experience or your education. So for example, if you're a student and you don't have a lot of work experience yet, you can write down your education. So basically, what, where, um, what studies did you graduate from? What is your work experience? And very good here is like to put different numbers. So for example, I have um, seven plus years experience in whatever. And then when you write the number, you need to say what kind of experience you've got, whether it's sales, marketing, accounting, pharmacist, clinical trial coordinator, who you are. So what you do and what you stand for. Then say something about like hard or soft skills that are relevant for the position. So when you go to your job offer, for example, and you look at the job requirements, what do they look for? Whether they are interested in high level of communication or interpersonal skills or high attention to details, just write it down over there. So focusing on the skills that are relevant for the position or for the industry that you are applying for. Very, very important. And then say something about your achievements. So for example, if you've been a sales manager, what kind of targets did you hit? Did you achieve your targets? Did you exceed them? Have you been like the top salesman in your company, for example? Write it down. Did you get any rewards, any kind of um, special achievements from your work? Write it down. This will make your professional summary outstanding and the person would be interested in knowing more about you. And then the last sentence, you can say what you are looking for. So where do you want to work? What kind of challenge uh, in uh, at work you are looking for? This is especially important when you are changing the industry. So for example, if most of your CV is about, for example, accounting, and you now want to go to marketing, you need to say why. Yes. So like, where do you want to excel? Where do you want to evolve? What do you want to do? And here in this professional summary section, this is no time to be humble. This is the time to take the best of you and write it down in few sentences. Think about it from the recruiter's point of view. If you read your professional summary section, do I want to hire you? Do I want to know more about you? Do I want to read the rest of your CV? If the answer is no, then you know what you need to work on. Professional summary number two. Then we will go to our skills and competencies. And here again, relevant for the position. If you are in the industry of sales and customer service, it will be different compared to, for example, IT. And whether you are in accounting or data analysis, it will be different to sales and marketing. Yes. So make sure that your skills are relevant. So like what kind of programs do you know or system have you worked in? Do you have experience in making decisions or um, data analysis or sales and marketing, improving performance and uh, research and uh, development? Something like that relevant for the position. 
emotions. And this is here, like, you know, equally important are like soft and like hard skills. So if you have a driving license, write it down. And I actually recommend when you write your CV, you have like a template on your CV that you have like either on the right or on the left hand side, you have like the special kind of, you know, section where you put your picture on top, then you put like your um, contact details below, and then you've got your skills. And then below you've got like languages, for example, and then below you've got your hobbies. So everything is kind of very neatly and clearly visible on the right hand side or on the left hand side, depending where you have this kind of, you know, special section, it can be in different color. And then the main part of the CV, this is for your professional summary, this is for your education and courses, and this is for your work experience as well. Okay, so skills, very, very important. And again, here, when it comes to your skills, focus on what is relevant for the position you apply for, or focus what is relevant for the industry generally that you apply for. Then languages. So this is like, you know, it can, it can come down under like skills section, but write down the languages, not only English, Spanish, write down your level. Doesn't have to be A1, B2, whatever. It can be basic, intermediate, good command of English. Many CV templates, they also give you the opportunity to either use different stars or different dots. So for example, the scale is like one to five. So you can kind of choose to have like four stars or three stars, depending on your level. And it can come down to other skills as well. You can use this rating, like those stars or those dots in order to say about, for example, your Microsoft Office knowledge or Symfonia program or something like that. So depending on the template. And then the last section in this kind of special on the right-hand side, on left-hand side section, it can be about your hobby. Don't write down here like the essay. It's not, you know, the time to write a book here. Just, you know, bullet points with like few things. And don't write down, you know, drinking out with my friends over the weekend. No, just make it interesting. That Just make it to wanting to, to ask for more what you are um, doing and what you are interested in. What do you do in your free time? What are your hobbies? Okay. So this is like uh, the uh, few parts of your CV sections, either on the right or on the left-hand side, depending on the template. Now, the main part. So on top, we've already have our uh, professional summary. And then the next section needs to be your work experience, starting from the most current or the most recent job. Many people put education here first, but education actually needs to be next. So work experience first, starting from the most relevant positions. And what is important here? When you add your work experience, just write down the timeline. Yes. So when did you work there or if it's until now, so you put like, you know, the date from, let's say, 2000, March 2016 up to like, you know, current, for example. And then you write down the position. So, for example, you are HR specialist, procurement specialist, IT manager, etc. And then write down the name of the company and your responsibilities. 
When you make a list of responsibilities, don't just write down what you have done on a daily basis, something that is like very kind of boring and repetitive. Make it sound interesting. Use the keywords again that are relevant for this position. So when you are, for example, applying for the sales customer service roles and you write down your responsibilities of your previous company where you were working, let's say, as a sales manager, you need to write down everything about targets, about KPIs, about um, exceeding targets, achieving targets. So write down the numbers here, 20% customer retention, high level of customer service, use the keywords that are relevant for your industry. It comes down to pretty much the same, like professional summary, personal profile, skills, and also responsibilities should be packed with keywords that are relevant for this position and that are relevant for this industry. So for example, if you take a highlighter, you should be able to highlight many, many keywords relevant for this industry in all these three sections, professional summary, skills, and responsibilities. So write down, you know, the list of your responsibilities and then at the bottom, write down your achievements. Yes, it's very good to not only list your responsibilities, but to also highlight your achievements. So in the previous company, what have you done? What was amazing? What have you been rewarded for? What have you been appreciated for? And, you know, sometimes you will have like very, very tangible examples like numbers, how you increase the performance of your team, how you limited the absence of your team, how many clients you brought to the company on a a monthly basis, or whether you introduced the program that um, helped the company save some costs. So it will be like tangible examples. But if you do not have like very tangible examples, you can save something like, you know, if you've been promoted in this company, write it down that you've been promoted after X, Y, and Z period of time. Or if you have like a yearly or six months uh, review and you performed very well, so you can say about that as well. And, uh, you know, other examples you can use that um, if you have completely nothing from your professional life, because actually here it should be relevant for the position or your professional life. But if you don't have it or if you are just starting on the job market, you can use some achievements from your personal life or from your studies. So, for example, maybe you have been a member of the student council or some kind of uh, association. Maybe uh, you studied abroad with like, you know, Socrates Erasmus program, or maybe you have been a member of the ISEC organization, or you have organized like conferences, this kind of stuff you can put. So, you know, your kind of outside work. Also, you can put some voluntary works or your sports achievements. So if you've completed like marathons, triathlons, or some other, you know, competitions, you can put this as well in your accomplishment sections. 
that again draws attention to potential employer or recruiter or headhunter to you. And they see that, oh my God, wow, if he has done this, if she has done that, you know, you don't need to use the words, what kind of personal qualities you've got. It says a lot about you. Yes. If you've completed like, you know, marathons, it says a lot about your discipline, about your dedication, commitment and hard work. You don't need to write it down specifically. I'm dedicated, committed because it shows with your achievements. So first focus on your professional achievements. And secondly, you know, if you don't have the professional life ones, add the ones from your personal life or from your student organizations or from your educational background. Then we are going to education section. So education section is very important. And again, here, start from the most recent. So even if you completed your studies like 20 years ago, and this is like very relevant for this position. I mean, you studied management and marketing, for example. But like since then, you had like postgraduate studies, extra kind of trainings. Just write down first the ones that are most recent one and then go down. Some people put like high school there or like, you know, secondary school. You don't need to do that. If you are actually like, you know, a student who is just starting out or maybe you haven't studied and you finished like the specialized uh, high school, then you can write it down. But I wouldn't go further than high school. And if you've got like, you know, a bachelor degree, master degree, postgraduate study, I wouldn't even include the high school over there. Okay, so make sure when you write down your education, write down whether this is bachelor degree, whether this is a master degree, whether this is postgraduate studies, it is often missing in the CVs. And, you know, it is, for example, just the name of the university, the field of study. But what's missing is the title you've got. It's very important. So education section, write down the name of the university, write down the field of study. You can write down your specialization and, you know, make sure that you add the years when you have done it as well. The section below that, or you can combine it together, depending how you write your CV. This is about your extra courses, qualifications, what have you completed, what have you learned, what kind of programs have you done. And this is also very valid when it is relevant for the position that you apply for. If you are like, you know, changing the industry and you've been working in IT and right now you are going into marketing, you don't necessarily need to write down all the things that are connected with IT unless they are relevant. Because if you were responsible for, I don't know, websites and like, you know, social media and this kind of stuff from the background in IT, and now you can really use it as your advantage in marketing area, then write it down. But if it's completely irrelevant, you can just write down a couple that you've done something, but you don't need to make a whole list of everything that you've done if this is not relevant for the position. I hope that makes sense. So write down different courses, different um, conferences maybe you attended. Just make it interesting and don't write it just for the sake of writing it. Just make sure that it has a purpose. Every time when you look at your CV, whatever you are going to write in there, whatever you are going to put in there, just look at it from the employer's point of view. Is it relevant? Is this candidate the right fit for this position? 
is what is in this CV, you know, can we use it in the company? Can he or she bring the value to the company? What can he or she bring to the table? So look at that. And when you are writing anything in your CV, also another question to ask is like, what's in it for me? So what's in it for the potential employer? Yes, are you going to make a difference for the company? Are you going to help them grow? Are you going to contribute to company success? What's in it for them? Of course, the CV is your document. It's about you, but what's in it for them? I hope that it makes sense. Now, another thing, how long should CV be? Well, I would recommend to make it no longer than two A4 pages. Many people write CV for like three, four pages and it's too much. I know that if you had like very, very extensive experience and you would like to write it all down, you know, it may be like three pages, but I would really try to do everything possible to squeeze it into two pages. If you've got a lot of jobs in your life and you kind of list everything out, you know, the last jobs, like even the last few jobs, especially when they are very similar to the rest of your, you know, career, you don't need to write down the responsibilities. You can just write down the name of the company, name of your position and the dates where you've been working there. You don't need to list all your responsibilities over there. That will make your CV shorter as well. Last thing, what is important also in a CV, this is like, you know, data protection. And so like, especially GDPR. So at the bottom um, of the, of the CV, if it's like, you know, two pages, it should be on like first page and second page. You just need to write down this, you know, the sentence, like, you know, I agree to use my data by the company, et cetera, et cetera. So like the standard act that you can add over there. Yeah. So I think that's all when it comes to writing your CV. And please keep in mind that this is the most important document of yours. Your CV really is the determining factor whether you are going to be invited for a job interview or not. So, you know, regardless how great you are, how amazingly you prepare yourself for a job interview, if your CV doesn't, you know, win the recruiter or potential employer over you, then the rest doesn't matter. Because if your CV lands in the bin, nobody will invite you for a job interview. So you cannot smash this job interview, right? So CV has to be the first to be mastered. If you already have your CV and you are sending it over and you have no invitations for the job interview, before you do anything else, focus on changing your CV. And when your CV plays its role, Yes, I mean, by winning the recruiter over you, so you get like the invitation for job interviews, it means that actually your CV is good enough. You don't need to maybe change it. You don't need to update it. However, if there were like, you know, things that I told you today that are relevant and that will make a difference, that will improve your CV even more, you know, focus on that. But generally, if you are getting in, um, invitations for a job interview, it means that the CV has played its role and now it's the time to prepare for a job interview. So yeah, I think that's, that's it. 
I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you did, you know, share it with others. They may need to hear this today as well. They may be struggling with their uh, job hunting and uh, this podcast will be very helpful for them. So share it with others. You can also subscribe to my Confidence Rockstar podcast on iTunes or other platforms. And I will be very grateful if you could leave me review on iTunes. That will be much appreciated. Then other people will be able to find out more about this podcast. And, you know, the message will be spread to help more people. So as always, if you do have any questions, please contact me. You've got the contact details uh, in the show notes. And I look forward to hearing from you very, very shortly. And I really wish you good luck writing your CV and to get as many invitations for job interviews as you like. You can do it. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. To get started on your confidence journey, I invite you to grab free five-day email course, Confidence Rockstar. You will get five daily lessons sent directly to your mailbox, so you will have access to them anytime you like. You can grab this gift on the website alexgrzybek.com forward slash five days. All of the links to this episode you will find in the show notes below. And one more thing. I want to invite you to my personal website alexgrzybek.com where you'll find other podcast episodes and more of the free resources to help you on your confidence journey. Bye for now and I'll see you in the next episode.